Welcome everyone to the Exceptionally Irresistible Podcast, a show that talks about how people and businesses can become more exceptional and more irresistible in their personal and professional lives. I am your co-host, Baruch Dubrow, and I specialize in helping people live a more exceptional life. And I am your co-host, Yermi Kirkus, and I specialize in helping people become more irresistible. Together, this show is meant to inspire people to become more exceptionally irresistible in their personal and professional life. Who wouldn't want that, right? Are you ready to level up and one-up your life and business? Then let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exceptionally Irresistible show. This is episode number 17, and you know what 17 is? In numerical value in Judaism, 17 is for the Hebrew word tov, which means good. So you know that this is going to be an exceptionally irresistibly good episode, which oh, we will yeah. be, in which we will be talking about be a man where there is no man. Just to clarify things, that is actually a statement. And usually when a statement is made, it is actually referring to anybody so basically, be a person wherever there is no person or be a human where there's no human. And what does that mean? That's what we're going to explore in this show. One more thing I want to say. This is where the meat is happening, guys. You are now going into the core of what it takes to be exceptionally irresistible. All the, all the episodes leading up to this was really just to build the platform for what we are trying to really relate to you guys and bring the value to you. This show, we're going to be exploring the importance of doing what's right, even when it feels like you're the only one doing it. You know, and how does that tie into the whole idea of fulfillment and meaning and purpose? You know, we're going to be talking about how meaning and purpose drives our moral and ethical values, the importance of having a moral code by which to live, the importance of a mission and a vision statement. And that's something I'm particularly excited to speak to you about, Yermi, because we had this discussion a little while back and oh, yeah. it absolutely blew my mind. So I can't wait for our audience to be able to hear that. And we're also going to talk about how does our purpose drive us to challenge the status quo? And when life gets tough, what do we do? How do we push forward? So, Yermi, the stage is yours. Let's hear it. Ooh, I think the simple answer is that when you're doing the right thing, there's nothing you could worry about. Right. It's simply that. And I don't know if I shared this story before or if I'm going to share it again. I hope I get forgiven. It reminds me of a time when I was hanging out a lot with my supervisor at the time. You know, we were very close friends. And this guy who I was working with is not only the supervisor for, you know, the prison systems and stuff like that, where I was working but he does so many good things for the community. And it was a Friday night. And this one individual walks up to him and says that he needs to talk to him. And he's like, okay, like, sure, no problem. Like, what do you, what help do you need? And the guy kind of like looks over to me when I was standing next to, you know, my friend, my supervisor. And he tells me like, it's kind of like, I need, I need to talk to him privately. And I was just like, oh yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, cool. You know, like, I, I would respect that. And I walk away. And as I'm walking away, you know, my my friend, my, you know, boss slash supervisor, whatever, jokingly says, yeah, because we're going to be talking about you. So I turn around and I was like, yeah, awesome. Like, great. Like, of course, you're not supposed to talk good. Like, you're not supposed to talk too much good in front of somebody. Or, or I said something to that effect. 
And I basically walked away, you know, and I walked away like happy and whatever. And after, after like he was done talking to the guy, whatever, and we're walking home and we were going to go spend, we're going to go have dinner together that night. And he's like, you know, it was very interesting the way you answered me, you know, when I was totally joking and I was totally being sarcastic, but you answered something really deep. Like, how did you get there? You know? And I looked at him and I said, well, if I'm only doing good things, what else is there to talk about? Right. That's powerful. Yeah. You know, and that's ultimately what, what to me means, you know, where there's no man be a man. In other words, in other words, when there's nobody else doing the right thing, you know, you do the right thing, even if it's difficult, even if it's harsh or even if it's whatever, but that brings fulfillment that brings meaning to life. You know, there's, why would I live a life otherwise? Like I just, I, I mean, just me, I, I don't, I can't picture myself, but Baruch, what are your thoughts? Well, so, but it, it's, it's very interesting that you bring all that up and, and the way you say that and frame it out. Cause here's the thing, like when you're thinking about what does it mean to be a greater person, it means in a way that you do have to compare yourself to others and what the norm is mm. and mm. what's actually right may not be what is considered to be right. Like think about mm. Amazon, right? It, it's normal right. now that you, you buy something from Amazon and oftentimes you don't like it or it's not working. You hit a return button and you go through the return process and oftentimes they'll tell you, okay, just keep the product. You know, I, I think this right. was really big with like the electric scooters because for whatever legal reasons, mm. the batteries that they have inside them, they're, they're not able to take it as a return or something. Oh, so what were people doing is there was people who were buying these knowing that if they go to return it, they're going to be told keep it and they're going to be refunded. So essentially they're getting free scooters, right? And right. I know um, there's another company, a clothing company. Was it Lanzen? Lanzen, exactly, right? right? They have this amazing return policy. So people were buying it, using through the winter. They were getting to the point where it was, it was at, its, at, at its end and then they would return it. So they're taking mm-hmm. advantage of the system, but that was considered to be right. Like that's normal. So right. you, you have to think, well, okay, is that actually right? Is that really right. what's true? Is that really where we stand? Part of being the greater person is stopping to think for that second about, okay, what, what am I deeming as right? And what am I saying is actually right? You know, a, a personal right. example that just recently happened with myself and, and my son, you know, we were out somewhere where a lot of people visit that place. And my son, who's absolutely in love with vehicles and matchbox cars, and he found in the dirt a matchbox car. And you could tell that it had been there for a while. It was really grimy. It was caked in dirt and mud. And obviously, the owner was not coming back for it, right? So my son, who loves um, vehicles and loves matchbox cars, wanted to keep it. And I had to think for a second about this. And tell him, you know, I have to think, what is the lesson that I want him to learn from this? In the end, I told him not mm-hmm. to told them you have to leave it right there because you never know. It could be that the person is going to come back for it and they are going to want it. And there were other more personal reasons why, why I went down that route with him. Right. And it was very difficult and it was very hard for him. But that's mm. part of, to me, that's part of what being a greater person means is most people would say, sure, take it. Nobody wants it. And some of the listeners might be listening to this and saying, hey, that's completely insane. You totally, your kid's six years old. Let him keep yeah. the car, right? But there's a, for me, there's a deeper lesson for him here. And it's a, and it's a conversation I'm going to be having with him because obviously he was very distraught at the time. 
But mm. being a greater person is seeing what is the truth, what is what is really what's right. And right. you know, meaning and purpose, how you know, where does that tie into that is when you live by these codes, by these values, by these morals, it creates more positivity in your life. You know, when I do something that is beyond what is expected of me, um, beyond the norm, I feel good because I know I went the extra step. I I I went the the extra mile to to do something different, to be a little bit better in this area, not than what other people are, but better than what I could have done. I again, we could have taken the car, yeah. but we mm -hmm. didn't. If I, if I help an old lady across the road, I didn't have to. Nobody's going to know that I didn't. But by me doing that, you know, I went the extra mile to better myself. So that's to me, you know, what being a greater person is, and then what it means, and, and especially in a scenario like this. But here's my question to you, Jeremy. I obviously want to hear you on that. But also, you know, how do we develop a moral code? Where do our morals and right. our ethics come from? You know, I see, I see where you're coming from in terms of you're dealing here with a six-year-old. You're dealing here with a child, okay? And this is perhaps his very first lesson into when you find something that may belong to somebody else. I remember, I remember when I had that experience where the very first thing I did, I found this item and I really badly wanted that item, like so badly that I wanted. And it was like something that I really was hoping to get and just either I couldn't afford it or I couldn't have it or for whatever reason. The way I went about it was that I put up signs. I found it in a building. I found it in my school and I went and I put up signs around the school. You know, if anybody has ever lost this thing, you know, here's what I found. Um, you know, if you if you're if you've lost it and it belongs to you, please come back to me and tell me, you know, give me some identifying factors that this is in fact yours and I will return it happily. And turns out that for three months, nobody came back and nobody showed up and nobody asked for it. And I ended up with the item. Mm -hmm. But I was a little bit older. You know, I was, I was about 13, 14 years old when that happened. But your child who's six may not necessarily understand the intricacies of going about right. this. So I definitely see where you're coming from as a parent and you want to, you know, instill this moral compass in him in a sense. And that I hope answers your question. How do we develop these moral compasses is by really training ourselves, training right. ourselves in doing what's right. Now it's very difficult sometimes to do what's right. And I'll give you two examples of that. So both of them recently happened. My wife and I went shopping in Costco and there was this one particular dress, I think it was, or a skirt or whatever it was that she was really in love with. And we, and we put it in our cart and everything and whatever. And we, we leave, we paid for everything. We, we got out and we're, you know, like, like, I don't know if you've ever been in Costco and how that works. They kind of like double check you as you're going out, yep. you know, making sure that everything in your cart lines up with what's on the receipt and everything. And we get to the car and we're unpacking, we're, we're packing up the car and we're, we're undoing the, 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 the carriage and whatever it is. And then my wife picks up her purse and there's that skirt. Hmm. We both look at it and we're like, did we pay for that? Like, like, did, like what, you know, and with all the scrutiny of Costco, okay, you think. So we looked at the receipt and no, it wasn't there. So we actually went back inside with the skirt in hand, went to the customer service part. And we said, you know, I don't know how this happened, but 
I don't know, the purse kind of covered the, the skirt. We never intended in stealing this or anything. We have right. to pay for it. And we ended up paying for it. And the, 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 just the, the customer service looked at us and they were like, you could have easily walked away. You could have like easily, like nobody would have known. Nobody yeah. would have known. And I looked to her and I said, well, I prefer sleeping at night. Yep. And that was it. And that, and that, was, that was it really. The second story happened literally the other day. Um, with a with an Amazon return, actually, mm-hmm. we bought this Amazon item, and all of a sudden we get an email saying that your return has been accepted and here's your refund. And we were like, "No, we want to keep the item." <laughs> like yeah. we said, we're returning it. We we never returned it. We never nothing, and we got this return, and we got our full money back for the for the item. So right away, we jumped on the chat and right away we contacted Amazon. And yes, Amazon, the mammoth company as it is, they won't feel the 20 bucks that that costed. But we contacted them and let them know what happened. And they said, oh, I don't know what it is. We have no answer why that happened. But eh, thanks for being honest. You could keep the 20 bucks. So here was the case where we just got the item for free at the end of the day. We had no intentions of returning it and no intentions of, you know, getting the money back or whatever. But the point is, is that is that you have to ask yourself, what does it take to be that greater person? Not right. because not because you want to go around, you know, taunting who you are or whatever. But really, do you want to sleep better at night? Like, right? And it's up to you. It's it's really up to you to to make that decision. That's my opinion. Yeah, and the cool thing is that oftentimes when you do things like this to be the better person or or to be of service to others, while you're not doing it for the sake of the publicity or being recognized, oftentimes things like that do come back. You know, it's, 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 sure. it's very well known in Judaism. We, we believe that charity, tzedakah, is one of those things that we can challenge God on, that it, God, if I'm giving oh, wow. this $10, I expect to get $100 back. And he wants us mm. to do that. And that's mm. the thing. At least for me, every time I've given a donation of any amount, I've always seen it come back to me wow. 10, 20 times as much as I gave it. And, and and that's not just with money, but that's with service, mm-hmm. the things that we do for sure. others. It always comes back full circle. You know, call it whatever you will, divine providence, a gift, karma, whatever it is, it will always be there. Um, but sure. now I want to I switch a little bit, staying on topic, but I do mm-hmm. want to find, you know, I want you to talk more about, you know, the importance of a mission and a vision statement and, and having sure. a mission and a vision in your life, because that's extremely important to becoming a better person and becoming exceptionally irresistible and how that ties into the idea of being a, a greater person. So Jeremy, take it away. To me, the mission and the vision and all these core values and all these things that we talk a lot about. And I think a lot of companies take that for granted for what it really is, you know, and I think it's like this cool thing that everybody mm-hmm. talks about, like, yeah, it's so important to have that. But my question to you is, Think back of the different companies that you've worked that that you've bought stuff from or you worked with or whatever it was. Did they really, but I mean like really, did they really live up to their mission that they claim that they live up to, to their vision, to their core values, to all that stuff? Today, every company knows that they have to have it. Right. But my question to you is think back to an experience that you had with a company to you know, I had an experience where this one restaurant claims our customers are the number one and we have to give them the best tasting foods, blah, 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 blah. But my wife was 
what, eight months pregnant or so at that time. And we got treated the worst we've ever got treated in any establishment I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. My wife at eight months was crying, you know, wow. here's wow. a pregnant woman, like visibly pregnant. And you're treating her this way for what? Like for what? And here's his vision and his mission statement and all that stuff, but he didn't live up to it. And then let's flip that, right? Wouldn't you want to work with somebody who you know is is really living up to their standards, to their vision, to their mission statements, to their core values? They do it across the board in their personal life, in their professional life, and everywhere. You know, and you get to know this these people, and you have a relationship with them. Wouldn't you want to work with them? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I honestly can't think of any school that I've worked. I mean, I can think of certain. There's one school I can think of that I worked at that actually had a mission statement that kept it. Most other ones just haven't. But it's extremely valuable because it also it lets you know that you're in the right place, you're in the right community, you're surrounded by like-minded individuals who are going to do as they say and do as you do and do as as you want to do. Um, and across the board. Huh? I want to add across across the board. I'd like to add a hundred percent. You know, yeah. again, the school that I worked at that really had a clear mission and vision was Darchem and Achem in, in Crown Heights. And I worked there only for one year. But wow. going into it, I knew that this is where I wanted to work. And if I could have stayed there, I would have stayed there, but I had to move, which is sure. why I didn't. But now we're trying to build something very similar here in Dallas. Right. And even on a personal level, you know, in your own personal lives. We, you have to have a mission and, and a vision and you have to have the direction that you know you're heading towards. You know, I'm reading two two different books right now. I'm reading one is called Do Life Differently by Jeff Reeder. And the other one is called Your One Word by Evan Carmichael. And they're hmm. both brilliant books all about, you know, the importance of that mission and that vision and having that singular focus. Because when you when you know where you're going, if you get sidetracked a little bit, you know where to go back to. Go back. If you don't have yeah. that mission, if you don't have that vision and you get sidetracked, you get distracted, well, then how are you going to get back on course? Yeah. I want to just say one last story about this and just really to drive this message this message home. My wife was just starting her real estate career and you know she wanted to break in and how was she going to start her career and where does she begin? The realtors at that, of that area didn't have the greatest name of them all. Okay, They were whatever. Right. We won't go into the details about that. And I told my wife, you have a secret weapon and it's called your smile. Yep. That's all you need. Like that's your competitive advantage. You know, you treating those customers better, those those people who are trying to buy or sell or whatever it was, you just give them the smile and you got them all. Yep. And she did phenomenally well in her very first year of, as, as a real estate agent really only be with that like really only because of that That, that's these mission statements and these like once you live to your core values that's what gets you to propel forward you know yeah 100 percent. and you know we're we're coming towards the end of our time and uh, there's just one thing i want to add on that you know with the with this title being be a man where there is no man or as we know we're talking about being a person where there is no person we have a saying that you and i both know very well um Mm -hmm. which is you know, in Hebrew, it's asay lecharav kenelechachaver. What right. it translates to is make for yourself a mentor or a guide, and then you'll acquire a friend. And that's something that mm-hmm. we've spoken a little bit about the idea of having a coach okay. or mentor. We've mentioned it, and everybody knows that we're here, and that that is roles that we play. But part of being a better person is having somebody there who will 
coach you and guide you into that. Uh, and somebody who will really show you the way and help sure. you and challenge you to challenge the status quo, to be the better person when life gets difficult. I, you know, I've had multiple counselors, multiple therapists, multiple coaches and mentors. Mm-hmm. And any times I've had challenge in one area, and let's talk, let's, let's be honest here and vulnerable. Any normal marriage, I think there will be times when there's a little bit of a challenge, right? Or sometimes there's a lot of a challenge. Mm-hmm. When I go to my mentor and my mentor slaps me around and says, no, 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 no. You can't, <laughs> you're not going to pin this on her. This is your yeah. thing. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's being the better person at the right time and having that person to help you to be there. And that'll be a coach. That'll be your mentor. Oftentimes it'll be your partner. It'll be your spouse. Uh, I just wanted to connect those two thoughts because I felt that they were. I, I absolutely love, I absolutely love that you did that because we do have an episode planned. I knew it. Um, talking all about that. Yes. But thank you so much, Baruch, for really doing that connection because that is like super, super incredibly important to have that mentor, to have those, the right people around you, all that stuff to really keep you in check because we cannot do this by ourselves and it's very easy to hide with ourselves, but you're right. And that really concludes our 17th episode. We are slightly over, but I hope you got the value out of this. And guess what? We have an incredible guest to share with you this evening. You know the drill. You guys have to click on the link below connect with us, sign up for that for that event. And we would love to share with you further about this discussion in the clubhouse. Again, don't forget to download and to keep following. And we hope to see you next week on another incredible episode. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Until next week, we would like to leave you with a blessing from my wonderful children. May you be blessed with all of your heart's desires, in a good and an open and revealed way.